Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham. This is, of course, the one place to find the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And some of it comes from you, because we want to hear from you all this morning, not just on Keir Starmer and whether he should, in fact, get 16-year-olds the, the vote, whether he should, in fact, be able to bring people in from the United, uh, the United Kingdom of Europe, I was about to say, uh, the European Union, uh, and let them vote here. You know, Julie Hartley Brewer makes an argument or says there is an argument that if you pay tax, you should be able to vote. Taxation, representation, all that. I don't think so. I didn't do that in America. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Peter Hitchens probably uh, didn't do it either. Uh, he lived in America for quite a long period of time, as did I. Uh, we're going to be talking, though, this morning about the situation vis-a-vis uh, the migrant boat problem. Because we've got not just an awful lot of people coming here illegally. We've also got even more people coming legally. And, of course, Archbishop Wokeby, as we called him last week, week, uh, decided to stick his oar in, if you pardon the pun, uh, and say that basically Christians should be welcoming to all peoples. And he was kind of almost invoking the scriptures, saying that basically if you didn't allow everyone to come in uh, without any prejudice whatsoever, there was something wrong with you and you were probably an ungodly Tory. Peter is here. Very good morning to you. Morning. And you wrote a great piece about it uh, in uh, the Mail on Sunday. On Sunday. Basically saying you couldn't find the passage in the Bible that he was referring well, to. I can find it, but it doesn't say what he seems to think it mm. says. And actually, it's much sterner uh, than he, he appears to think it says, because it, it's actually the, the point at which Christ says that at the, at the day of judgment, he will confront people and he will say, uh, you, you, uh, I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I mm. was thirsty you didn't give me anything to drink. I was, uh, and I was without shelter and you didn't take me in. Right. Uh, and they will say, well, when did we do this? He said, well, in so much as you did this unto the least of anybody you've ever met, you did it unto me, right. uh, depart into eternal punishment. I'm not sure that Justin Welby believes in eternal punishment. It's no. not a very fashionable view among uh, among the hierarchy of the Church of England or, or most other churches these days. But the thing is, it's all to do with personal conduct. Do you actually, when you see somebody in pitiable circumstances, do you help them? Or do you not? And this is quite different from a national policy. And if you read, and I recommend everybody to do this, if you read the House of Lords debate in which Archbishop Welby took part last week, it's absolutely fascinating. There are several contributions, notably from Lord Green of Dennington, who used to be head of Migration Watch, uh, and also Peter Lilly, coming up with figures. And what Lord Green points out is that in the past 20 years, the population of this country has increased by 7 million. Yes. That is absolutely colossal. It's an extraordinary way. It's way beyond anything that's ever happened before. It's an enormous social economic chain Mm. about which nobody was consulted. And it's continuing. Yes. And the government, this government, which is making a great fuss about the about the people in boats crossing the channel, is not doing anything to stop it. The population is going up and up. This isn't what Jesus was referring to when he said, "You didn't take me in." Right. We don't. There is no obligation for a country to take in seven million people from other countries. And And that's just the beginning. It's not being done for that purpose either. It's not being done to save them. No. Many of them may well end up. I, I, I don't know. It's not who's done the who's done the work. Many of them may well end up destitute. Yeah. When they get here, I don't know. Uh, that's a different question. But, mm. but the, the fact is, governments have encouraged them to come here, uh, partly because they've decided to turn this country into a low-wage, cheap yeah. labour economy, which right. it wasn't before. Which nobody can explain, because no matter how many times you get Tory MPs on to say, why uh, is the Tory government pursuing this policy? They can't explain it. They can't say, well, it's because we want to pursue it or because it's happening by accident. They don't seem to have a valid explanation. Well, this seems to me to be the only one that works. Uh-huh. I mean, there, is, there is no doubt that our economy has changed. We used to have many, many more 
highly paid skilled jobs yeah. for, for, for people. And now we don't. Right. And now the, the, our economy increasingly is a, is, is a low-wage, unskilled economy for which you need large yeah. numbers of people who are paying tax, uh, they hope, uh, who can support mm. the enormous welfare state and, uh, and and other provisions which we have. But of course, they don't support them as well, yeah. as, uh, as, well as they used to because the strain on uh, the social services, the health service, the transport system, mm. the schools from this increased population is enormous. It is. Especially because it's, it's largely concentrated in the Midlands and the southeast of England. Mm. And therefore, in all those areas, it's very heavy. And it's also, it's felt, as, as mass migration is always felt, mainly by the poor, yeah. because it's in poor areas mm. that migrants usually settle. Yes. So it's not, it doesn't trouble the, uh, it doesn't trouble the Archbishop of Canterbury, uh, though I think to his credit, at one point he did take a family in mm. to Lambeth Palace. It doesn't trouble most Well, there's quite of a bit of room in Lambeth Palace. Yeah, sure, but I mean, I don't, it's, it's it, it, personal action is, 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 is what the Christian religion is about. It's not about telling other people what to right. do, it's about what you do yourself. Mm. And I'm not so judging people whether right. they take people in or not. I'm not well, one no, of those I, who say, well, how many if, are you if taking? They, if they lecture you know. me and say, you should be ashamed of yourself mm. for, for opposing this, uh, then I, I do take issue with them if they don't themselves make personal yes. efforts. If they do make personal efforts, then obviously they have, they have a, a standpoint from which they can, if they wish, criticise others. Mm. Though, again, what I, what I also pointed out is the Bible is very much against, in this particular parable, uh, of the of of, of the, the 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 man who just simply goes into into the temple and says, "Forgive me, I'm a miserable sinner," and the noisy Pharisee who goes about making a great fuss. Mm. I give tithes of my income to everybody. I'm terribly generous. I'm good, and makes a public show of his charity. Mm. And and he he benefits in no way from mm. this, as far as the Christian religion is concerned. So noisy charity, noisy do-gooding. Yes. They're not Christian. No, it's and done, also it's, it's, done, one it's thing, done privately. But also, it's one thing to say, you know, it's the right thing to do. It's the Christian thing to do to give succour to somebody who needs it, to give shelter and all of that. That's fine, uh, but it's not government policy. Neither should it be. Also, an awful lot of the people who are coming illegally on the small boats are not coming here to seek shelter because they had to shelter where they were. Well, there is that point like too, but the point that I can't, I, I, I've got to keep making this point. The people who are coming here in boats, although it's very alarming that we can't control our own front door, uh, there are a very small proportion of the number of people coming here. Yes. And that, that, that but it should, all adds up. Forgotten. The other point in Peter Lilly's speech, which he makes, is, that, is the, the whole issue of asylum. Mm. Many European countries uh, reject far more yes, claims this is of a very asylum good point. than we do. Yeah. And and yet, although the, uh, the, the the it seems to me to be fairly obvious, looking at our system, that, that our system is pretty gullible mm. when it comes to claims of asylum. Prove it? How can you? Somebody tells a story about how he's been persecuted thousands of miles away in a country we can't investigate. What do you do? But mm. there it is. Uh, we 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 tend to give in in the end. Uh, my colleague Sue Reed on the on the Daily Mail has done a lot of work on this. Mm. She's been to the asylum courts and seen how how the, how the process works. In other countries, uh, the, the the authorities say, "No, actually, we're not accepting yes. this claim. Away with you." And the funny thing is that you don't hear any of the uh, generally pro-EU liberals who say that we're too we're too tough mm. are complaining that the other eu countries which do this are too uh, actually deport more are, people are actually too yeah tough. but it's an interesting point and, and the numbers specifically are very are very um, sort of um, telling about the way that the, the the attitude in this country is because the main reason i've led to believe that so many people get accepted for asylum here is because it takes so long that by the time um, they've actually reached the point of no return if you like um they are just given asylum well, on so the basis they've been here so long. Once the once the documents have been destroyed, yeah. 
it's incredibly difficult to return them to their country of origin. Yeah. Uh, they, we don't even know what that country necessarily is. And the country will say, well, if you can't prove they came from here, why should we take them back? Yeah, right. So there we are. We're stuck with them. Mm. And it, it is, it, this is one of the things about it that makes you think, well, hang on a minute. Again, where did it say in the Bible, uh, blessed are the Q-jumpers? Yeah. Uh, if people want to come into uh, somebody else's country, then they should expect yeah. to go to, to, to get there by lawful routes. And if they don't do it by lawful routes, then applaud, as, as you will, their enterprise and their energy and all the rest of it. Who, who, who cannot? Uh, they've, they've made a lot well, of a effort like, to uh, get here. But it's, it's not a virtuous thing. No. Well, that's a bit like congratulating the burglar for managing to pick your lock. In it? a way, though, I think a burglar is, is a more malicious person than, than, than somebody who wants to migrate to a country where he'll be better off. Mm, I'm not sure that that applies to all of them, though. I think some of them are coming well, maybe Some of them are, and some of them, and, and this is some the of them are undoubtedly saints. But, 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 but we've done a witch. Is but this is the bit, they well, are. this is the bit that makes well be such a hypocrite, because he knows that there are some people coming over as part of a criminal enterprise. He knows that some of them are coming uh, to be enslaved in, in brothels and sex slave work and all of that. He knows that some of them are going to be brought here to be um, involved in illegal drug dealing. He knows all of that, and yet he says we should still let them in. Well, he's he's more, he's a bit more subtle than that. He has discussed efforts to try and re reduce the, the, the people arriving by boats. He's not he's not wholly against any efforts at all. He's opposing this this particular government mm. bill, but I, I wouldn't write him off as a, as, as a complete and utter. Uh, let everybody in person. But what I object to in his behaviour is his, is, is his invocation of, of the scriptures and mm. trying to say that if you don't agree with him, you're not Christian. Yeah. I mean, he may be right. On the other hand, I think his interpretation of what it says in the Bible is, is at the very least questionable. Yes. And well, I, I think things. you should be careful about doing that because there are Christian people who who take a different view. Yes. Should we talk about uh, Sir Keir Starmer briefly and his yeah. wish to get uh, the vote? Although John Rental was in here earlier on saying, oh, I, think he's re I think he's reversing his uh, point of view on that, which wouldn't be surprising as he seems to reverse his point of view on everything. Well, John Rental would probably know. But I, it, the, the, the Scottish nationalists, of course, yeah. uh, reduced the age of voting. Yeah. And you can't help thinking that people who want to do that want uh, expect that it will benefit them. Mm. And I myself would, would, would think that probably most people aren't qualified to vote until they're 70. Right. Uh, <laughs> I certainly don't... I was among the very first to vote at, at 18 when Harold Wilson yeah. lowered the age from, from 21 mm. to 18. I voted in the 1970 election. Yeah. Uh, at the age of 18, and I wasn't remotely equipped to vote at that age. Yeah. And my own belief is that if you want to give votes to people, okay, but then in that case, let's introduce uh, a, a system under which those people, this isn't, this isn't for the rich, uh, this is for people who can show that they've successfully brought up children, mm. uh, people who've got genuine practical qualifications, uh, and uh, or people who've, who've actually done acts of bravery, either civil or military, yes. people of that kind who can show that they've got real-life experience and are thoroughly responsible citizens, men and women, mm. give them extra votes yes. for that. And if, you had, if, if people who had more experience and more wisdom had more votes mm. and everybody everybody had at least one, I think you'd get much better outcomes at elections. It would be much, much harder. Would you then encourage people to be to be more kind of you know, sort of community active, though? Well, something? I think it, it might well encourage people to think that, that they, they might get more say in society if they, if, if they, if they behaved more 
more courageously yes. and more responsibly. And how, would, how could that be, be a bad thing? I would be less in favour of that, but I wouldn't mind taking the vote away from somebody who had committed a crime, for example. I think it's very difficult to take votes away from people, to take anything away from someone. If they're actually in prison, I think mm. it's hard to argue that they should be allowed to vote. And I yes, think that, that's something people do, though. Most people find uh, hard to bear, but... Uh, after that's over and they've, 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 as it were, paid their debt, I think that taking votes away always looks bad, mm. even if there's a hard, sure. rational argument for it. It looks so bad. But it's also granting people more sort of, you know, freedom or a special status because of something that they've been judged to have done well is also troublesome, isn't it? It might be, but I don't see why. Uh, I think that... Because people uh, would say, well, who's going to judge that you've done something good or who's going to say that you raised children well? You know who's going to make well. It'll be decision. there. It'll be there for all to see, won't it? I mean, I, I, I just, I, I just think it could be. It, the whole thing is set out brilliantly in a in a rather fine novel by Neville Shute, mm. that uh, that that rather good uh, plain English novelist uh, called In the Wet, in which he describes it and, and 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 suggests that it would very rapidly alter any society into which it was mm. introduced, because the key action of politicians these days mm. is to bribe people with their own money. Yes, and I think you really you, you wouldn't need much of a change in the electorate for, for for that to fail to work anymore. Yes, and this is what really needs to stop if we're mm. to, if we're to have a sensibly mm. run society. If people start saying, "Actually, no, thank you. I'm not being bribed with my own money. Right, anyway. right. I just want to know what you're going to do with the money you've got, yeah. uh, and and whether you're responsible enough to do it." I think it would change the nature of politics yeah. if we had a, a more experienced, not a richer. Uh, but a more experienced electorate yes. than the one that we have. With common sense, of course, yeah, well, no if, less. If common sense were elevated to a slightly higher level in our society and valued. Yes. Well, it is here. Because but but we read are, the book. Course, read I will. It the so it's, it's, it's it very ni- nicely set out there. Mm, I will do so. Um, we'll talk some more uh, with Peter Hitchens about the voting system, but also uh, the visit by Volodymyr Zelensky, who's just popped into Chequers to pick up his cheque. Uh, as it were. Uh, We'll have more uh, on that as well. This is Talk TV. On the app, on your smart speaker, Talk Radio and Talk TV. Welcome back to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk TV. Peter Hitchens is here with us. Um, We're going to play a little clip here from the National Conservatism Conference this morning, which started in London. Um, Jacob Rees-Mogg was making a keynote address, and here's what happened. Conference on National Conservatism with the bright lights on me and the um, no, no um, grease paint but bright lights. Um, National Conservatism. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, you all look very nice people and I'm sure you are fantastically nice people, uh, but I would like to draw your attention to a few characteristics of fascism. Just because you are. Get off the stage. Yeah, come on, well, there we go, our jolly good fellow has had to leave, but we believe... It's good to see the uh, eccentricity of British politics still alive and well. I don't know who that bloke was. They're saying it's Extinction Rebellion. He looked a bit old to be an Extinction Rebellion. Oh, no, no, they go up to all ages. But what always strikes me when those ca- ca- camera angle is very 
tight yes. in these things. It's right. just concealing the fact there aren't many people there. That's it's very like possible. those flag burnings in Pakistan you get all the time. <laughs> people go out and burn somebody's flag. Yeah. And if, if you can, there's only about three people doing it. My, they yeah. pull the camera out, you That's can see it. that. My father always used to say, um, when they, they did it a lot in Iran during the time that yeah. he and I were hanging around together, he's like, where do they get all the flags? Because they seem to have an, oh, an inordinate sure. supply of flags, no, do you American get, do you flags. Get, no, American Israeli flags down at your local corner shop so you can burn one when you feel like <laughs> it. It's, it's, they're, they're available. But no, I, 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 I did wonder looking at it how many people were actually there. Yeah. Also, the, I've given up going to party conferences because of the palaver. Mm. You have I'm trying to, to get in and through. out. Yeah. Well, it, the filling in the form yes. to, to allow yourself to get in takes about a week. Right. And it, none of it counts the next year when you when you go to the yes. same conference. You have to do it all again. I was very unfortunately um, um, accredited to go to some low party conference one year because Julie Hartley Brewer had been banned, okay. and uh, I didn't really want to go, and I didn't end up going. But as a result, the Labour Party think I'm a Labour Party member, and they keep sending me emails about their secret strategy, which is quite funny. Okay. Um, they always immediately go into my junk basket, but. Um, it, it, you know, I get sort of greetings from Sir Keir Starmer. My favourite Labour Party event was I, I went along to the launch of the Blair Manifesto in mm. 1997 in one of those big grand buildings in Westminster, yes. an enormous room. And as I arrived, just on time, uh, two two of the uh, the functionaries seeing me approach the doors swung the doors closed and were saying, "It's full! It's full!" <laughs> Well, it's good to have what such a, a reputation. That what really is tremendous. I did actually just push past them. It didn't work. Yes. I mean, they, they did try quite hard to keep me out. Yes, they're not very good at that. I mean, I remember being... They got better. I remember being in Bosnia, um, and we were waiting at the airport for the sort of the private jets to arrive. Mike, uh, Michael, not Michael Owen, David Owen was on one of them. David Owen. Um, making peace. And I think Izek Begovic was on another one, who was the Bosnian president at the time, and somebody else from Serbia. And there were these armed guards who looked quite scary on the front of the, uh, you know... Yeah. Tarmac, not allowing anybody past, but of course the British press just shoved them out of the way, and these guys had never seen anything like been treated they like this. Were, no, we just went, well, we're going <laughs> over there. They're used to people being afraid of them. Yeah, it was quite funny. Anyway, let's talk about yeah. um, uh, Zelensky. Speaking of being afraid, um, yeah. he's popped up into uh, Chequers this morning, and apparently got some kind of agreement to uh, get a load more money and a load more drones and a load more missiles. Well, I see, that seems to be it. I mean, we we now seem to be heavily committed. Uh, actually, I spent the past week reading for the purposes of review uh, a book by Sergei Plokhy, the historian on the Ukrainian mm. war. So it's coming out of my ears now. But the it, we seem to be just stuck in this in this view that what has to be done is to keep fueling yeah. the, the war, and the war, which is for the moment successfully confined to Ukraine. I still f- feel it's odd for Ukraine to have a national leader who doesn't seem to want the war to end. No. Because it's his countrymen, it's his country, uh, which is being wrecked mm. and destroyed in this. And who, there is, there will be a settlement at the end of it sooner or later. It mm. seems to me unlikely. That they, they well, as there always is, right? Achieved without one. Uh, and, if, and if there isn't a settlement, then there could be quite dangerous circumstances. If there is a, a, a total uh, Ukrainian mm. victory backed by the West, then what happens to Putin? Yeah. And people say, well, glad to see the back of him, as well you may, until you see the front... He replaces him, which may may Mm. not be so good. But it seems to be odd because the the damage, we get so little, uh, it seems to me, in the coverage of this war, so little uh, telling us how bad it is Mm. for Ukraine. Uh, you, Ukraine, all the Russian missiles which are shot t- towards Ukraine are shot down before they get there. Uh, we never get any reports of Ukrainian casualties. Right. We never get, uh, except occasional horror stories, never any reports of the extent of the destruction of Ukrainian 
cities and mm. industry. It must be huge. Yeah. Uh, and then did we not? Have... It must be right to, to start thinking about how to bring it to an end. But except you know, all we do is keep it going. But all you seem to hear, though, and I include, um, I think it was David Davis speaking to Julie Hartley Brewer this morning, who said, well, we must continue to support Ukraine until they win the war. Well, how long is that? Well, what is it, the, the crucial question is, what do you mean by win? I yeah. mean, there are many people in Ukraine, and I think Zelensky has become one of them. I'm not sure he was at the start who think that victory will include, for instance, uh, fighting their way back into Crimea. Yeah. Now, you know, maybe so, and war is an unpredictable thing. I wouldn't rule out the possibility that Ukrainians uh, with Western backing could achieve something of that kind. But the again, the resulting, uh, the resulting political events in Russia would be uh, both interesting and possibly rather disturbing mm. to see. Uh, do we really want this? Uh, what is this, what is all this actually really about? Mm. I wish, I still wish, that we could have some some proper parliamentary and broadcast debates in mm. this country. We tried it uh, here, as you know, yes. uh, but not much elsewhere on what this war is actually about and what this country hopes to, to gain from it and yeah. what indeed Ukraine hopes and to gain. And what is the end the game? The damage done to Ukraine, I, the damage done in loss of life, uh, the 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 killing and the the serious injury of young men mm. will mark Ukraine for decades to come. Yeah, also uh, the rebuilding have, of the country will take uh, a long time. The rebuilding is an immense task, and the, frankly, the sooner the killing stops, the sooner people stop being driven from their homes, the sooner the, the rebuilding uh, starts. Surely, any sensible person must long for that. Mm. But we don't get any discussion of it at all. No, we really don't. Finally, you were at the Lewis Book Festival this weekend. I was, Which yeah. I nearly came to see because I happened to be near Lewis. In it was Lewis. great fun. It's a lovely place. It is a lovely it's town. It's very left-wing, but it's also yeah. very beautiful. Yes. People know it probably because of its rather famous um, bonfire night parade. Yes, they do. Where, yeah. where they get a bit lively. They do. So yes. how was the book festival? Oh, well, I, the bit of it, that, 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 the, the bit that I attended and the bit I took part in were both were both good. The mm. quality of they they choose, it seems to me, an, an interesting selection of, of, of authors to come and talk. Uh, the 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 old church in which it's held is just about the right size. Mm. I was able to address a fairly large number of people without a microphone. Wow! Uh, because of the the sort of um, because of the the, the acoustics, acoustics of the church. Of the church. And I, and I, I said at the beginning, look, now's your chance. If you can't hear me, tell me. Right. And in fact, because I hate microphones, I mm. think they deaden the events. Yeah. And it, it, I, I've had some practice, of course, in in rabble rousing street meetings, yes. so I can get a bit of carry into my voice. Yes. But I think it made it much more like some good questions, some of them hostile, many of them friendly. Yes. Uh, it was extremely enjoyable. I have to say, it's good the only know. it's the only book festival in the country which has invited me to discuss my book on well, the destruction of this is, my, this is kind of my point because you know you have at least on occasion now been welcomed back into the BBC albeit well, in question time up to point, recently yes. but you know it's beginning to happen I just because you do sometimes mistakenly take the view from from social media that you know the world is developed into two kind of very distinct silos I don't think it is in real life you might encounter people. Well, if it has, I'm not in either no, of them. But that's what I mean. You, you shouldn't have to encounter hostility anywhere you go. And, and I'm just that's kind of what I'm asking, I suppose. Yeah, I, I think I mean, for, but there are a lot of people still alive in this country who went to grammar schools yeah. and a lot of people who taught in them yeah. who are interested in this subject. And do you know, I, I think there are probably tens, possibly hundreds of thousands of people who would read my book if they knew it existed, mm. but have never heard of it because yeah. I can't get anybody to, to actually, uh, to actually review it. Right. Uh, or, or you won't find it in shops generally, except in right. Blackwells and Oxford, you won't find it. Right. 
Amazing. Well, listen, good to see you as ever. And, you and uh, we will see you soon. Peter Hitchens, of course. Um, and we will be making a podcast of this half hour, uh, which you can now get on a regular basis. We'll hopefully get it out for you Monday afternoons. Uh, but it will be out there on social media. And if you haven't told anyone about it, then you should. This is Talk TV. Across the UK, online and on DAB, the independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. If you enjoyed that, be sure to catch the whole show 10 to 1, Monday to Friday on Talk Radio, via DAB, online or via the Talk Radio app. If you have an opinion on the stories we cover, we'd love to hear from you. Call us 0344 499 1000 or tweet at Talk Radio during the show to have your say. The independent republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio.